Swipe Right Sports. It is your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. It's been a while. Episode 25. Episode 24 was, well, probably over a month ago. I think it was for the NFL playoffs. You know, part of that is just kind of content. There wasn't a whole lot I wanted to bloviate on or share my little gambling or DFS missives there. College football was over with. Um, and, you know, I was just kind of being lazy. I wanted a break, okay? Is that is that so much to ask for? But that's all changed because this week is golf's unofficial fifth major, the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. I have all kinds of thoughts, feelings, emotions that I need to get off my chest about DraftKings, some gambling angles uh, for this tournament. It's it's a great uh, part, great time of the year, a new schedule change to the PGA Tour season where this is the second year now. They have moved up this tournament into March into now we have really a five month stretch where just about every four weeks, we crown one of golf's biggest events. Uh, It's just a really nice, flow to it now, uh, the way they've set this up. So, and it also coincides with Selection Sunday. We're gonna crown a player's champion in the brackets come out. And I'm sure that selection show or whatever they do is gonna be a disaster like it has been for the last few years. I'll be entertained to say the least. So all kinds of content now, and it's just a great time of year. You know, weather's getting warmer, spring, uh, the Masters commercials are going to be starting. The tournament, like I said, it's, it's just great. I might even see the sun for maybe consecutive days here. That that That's also nice. So I'm not as miserable. So to discuss this DraftKings tournament, I'm bringing in Kyle Robert, and we're going to continue doing this little game we did last year for the majors called Groupings. And this is where... I break out a group of players in a specific price range and we make a decision on what our favorite play is in a specific range. And I like this exercise because I think this is how this works. You build these lineups, you get to maybe three or four guys you know you wanna build around and then there's two slots left and maybe the range you're at is like 7,200 a slot Maybe it's, you know, 6,700 a slot. Well, we're all looking at the same three or four guys probably to say the least. So this is where you wanna go, okay, who do you like if these are your options? And so this is what we're gonna do. I'm very excited. I hope you are. I hope you enjoy it. It starts now. As I mentioned, it is the Players' Championship Week. I am joined by Kyle Robert. You can follow him on Twitter at NotoriousKRO. Kyle, tell us how 
you've been and anything else you'd like the people to know. Uh, I've been great. Um, I really uh, have been enjoying the golf. Uh, I dove in headfirst during swing season. Um, been kind of bobbing up and down, um, you know, a little heavier, a little less heavy certain weeks, but uh, been enjoying it. Uh, obviously with the Masters and obviously we're going to talk to the players today and uh, U.S. Open around the corner. Um, I'm very excited for golf season. Uh, I also had a Tyrrell Hatton outright ticket uh, last week, so that uh, helped get jump start my yeah 50 to one uh, jump start my golf. Uh, uh, you know the the big part, big chunk of golf season. So that that definitely didn't hurt, and uh, did uh, had a five of six and a six of six in DK last week. So uh, I'm seeing the board pretty pretty good right now. That is uh, nice, and you got some have some bankroll there for, then for the the thick of the season. Exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, I wish I could say the same. Um, I haven't done a lot of outright betting, but my the DFS, which um, I I write previews on fakepigskin.com. You know that, but just um, in case some of the people don't. Um, sure. I you know I had Hatton in the core last week. That was nice. I had Leishman, but uh, other than that, I would say the season this far the word toilet might come to mind uh, ah. just not it's just not uh been it's been inconsistent and some weeks it's just been a disaster i think for the honda classic i went in on justin rose and louis Oosthuizen, and mm. uh they missed the cut so but this is the time of year i think where it matters the most because now this is when people start getting into it more uh these are for the, sure. the, the big tournaments and as we mentioned this week is that unofficial fifth major. Uh, very exciting. And like we did last year, we're going to do this little groupings game. And I've sent you a list to pour over yourself and kind of decide which direction you want to go in each, each price range. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start at the bottom and talk about the lower price candidates. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, here. Um, so, first price range is six six point four k and below. And I asked you to pick one of these individuals: Sun Kang, Wyndham Clark, Adam Long, or the Wiley veteran Zach Johnson. Uh, I'm going ZJ in this case. Uh, I know his golf game hasn't exactly been great. Uh, but for um, to get a major champion at six thousand, I feel like is is tremendous value. Um, I feel like things have been a little bit better. I believe he had like a top thirty five last week, so the games may be rebounding. And it, and I can already tell you that I will have probably a few too many shares of Zach Johnson. But um, at at six thousand, um, I, I don't see any other way to go in this in this little quadrant. Yeah, I I like I agree um, with that. Having that contest minimum now at six thousand, it's a little lower than last season. That creates a lot of flexibility. So I mean, if you're if you're looking for a guy just to get a cut made, um, Zach Johnson out of this group has the most experience here. He's thirteen of fifteen uh, in career cuts made in this event. Seven top twenty fives, two top tens. Not a lot of great um, success, you know. Lately, maybe some of the higher finishes probably came in his heyday around 2010, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Hey, like you said, I think he's shown a little bit of signs lately um, with his game, and we're just looking to make cuts here, right? So, right. I like I like Zach Johnson six thousand. Um, I think the other guy I, I might lean towards out of these four is Adam Long, younger mm-hmm. guy. He made the cut here last year. Um, didn't do really great. He tied for seventy nine, but still got you to the weekend. Um, he's been having a pretty successful rookie season. So, um, and his his strokes gained approach on the year thirty six ranks. So, yeah. um, Adam Long I think is a guy of interest in this range. And mm-hmm. uh, um, is there anyone else besides Sun Kang who played well last week, or Wyndham Clark who's also been having relative success in his second season? Anyone else below? 6.5 that maybe I didn't mention that you have interest in? Um, no, not really. Um, when I saw Zach Johnson at 6,000, I, it, it, I mean, it jumped out to me. I said, okay, that's it right there. Um, I, I'm always looking for, like, I think your Adam Long take is, is a good one. I think if I'm doing uh, more of like a GPP contest, um, I'm going to go, I might go long because I think he could go for the upside if I'm just looking for cash. I'm just looking for someone to make the weekend. I think ZJ uh, is a great call. And I, I did want to pick your brain because, you know, there a lot of the time there's a rotation of courses or, you know, every year it's a different spot. But there's a few select places like the players that has a lot of familiarness, a lot of, okay, these players have played the course a lot. Um, do you like players that have have the experience on the course? Like, you know, like when we talk, I'm sure when we talk the Masters, same idea. Is that a comfort level for you? Uh, or And do you kind of fade away from younger players that really haven't played it too much or at all? Or, or is that really not, like, it's kind of more of a tiebreaker than anything? I, I, it might be a tiebreaker. I think maybe with this event specifically, I might weigh course history a little bit more because it's it has its own course to it. It's an unforgiving course. You can't mm-hmm. really you can't go out and just bomb it. Like the Masters, I mean, you say what you want about it. I mean, it's still a, a challenge and everything, but you can get away with kind of spraying drives in certain sense. Here, yeah, you can't do that. You have to play the course and manage it to its layout. And the guys who have the patience and are willing to do that, and who are familiar, uh, you know, who have the history, who who know what the holes are to score and what the holes are to just kind of stay in your lane. Um, I do think, I do think this event, um, I might weigh course history a a little bit more. And I did mention that, um, in the preview that is out on fake pigs kid, just so everyone knows. Um, make sure you're reading that every single week. It's super helpful. You get tons of good advice. And, um, as I build my core, it's one of my must reads every single week. Yeah. And, um, don't pay attention to any of it, but you should read it for sure. <laughs> just, read, sure. just, just read it and then cross all those guys off your list because you'll you'll do really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Well, um, what, well, no, I'm due. That's what that means. I'm due. So, exactly. Uh, uh, so uh, I do want to throw one more name before we before we move on. Um, Mark Hubbard uh, is a guy that through swing season has found a home in a lot of my lineups. Uh, I see that he is six thousand as well. Um, Definitely is a guy that that is interesting to me. I think he he kind of has that GPP upside to pop to maybe not win it, but be in the top twenty ish conversation. Sure, I like I like uh, I like throwing that out there. It's nice. Um, and uh, we're gonna move on here to the next group. But um, before we do, I just mentioned Sun Kang, uh, three of four in cuts made here, and Wyndham Clark would be his first 
appearance in the event. So let's head to all these guys are exactly 6,500. And I know they are sliding into your, my, and many people's lineups on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Kieran Adek, Abby Banrat, mm-hmm. Luke List, who I just, whatever I do with him, it never works. But uh, Luke List mm-hmm. and then uh, the, the veteran, Ryan Palmer. Yeah, um, it, it's quite the trio. Uh, uh, Luke List is a guy that I kind of go back and forth with. Like you mentioned, like every time I seem to play him, uh, he seems to not do a lot. And then when I don't play him, then that's the weeks where he pops. Will not uh, shock me to see him in the top 10 finish. <laughs> no. And he, he definitely has the game to to pop and to uh, be a difference maker in a GPP lineup, especially um, in, in a course that is, um, you know, it has as much swings and uh, wild movement as this course. But Ryan Palmer is already a guy I've rostered, a guy that will find a home in uh, a few of my lineups, not not going to heavyweight. But if I want to spend a lot of money at the top, uh, Palmer is a guy in this, you know, subs, even sub 7000 range that uh, is is a guy that I'm I'm finding myself gravitating towards. I would lean Palmer as well here out of the three. Um, he's played here 14 times. He's only made five cuts, which is not uh, favorable, uh, not what you'd no. like to see. But he was one of those guys last year who was one of the older gentlemen on tour who really had a nice uh, renaissance season and mm-hmm. played really well. Uh, he got a win in the team event with John Rahm. I know it's a team event, but um, still, he, he came on strong last year, and his numbers are have been up um, going back to last season. He's 40th on tour in ball striking. Um, so that that's a very solid sign for this course too. You need to be strong T to green here. So I think I would lean Ryan Palmer, um, List and Abby Bonrat. I'm waiting for Abby Bonrat to get his win, um, kind of solidify himself on the PGA tour. I, I feel like it's going to come anytime now. He has a ton of talent, but, um, I don't know. He, he just, he's one of three here. His numbers are kind of way down right now, 167 in ball striking on the season. That's kind of not like him. Putting, strokes gain, and putting, 202. So um, I, I'm just kind of – the form isn't there right now for him. Um, and list is just way too inconsistent. So I think Palmer's the most solid play out of the three people here. Are you ready for the next group? Yeah, and I did want to make a little uh, give give you a little nugget that uh, I got from Pat Mayo. Um, so last year, uh, the uh, top six drafting scores, four of them were seventy one hundred and below, which was Furyk, Johnny Vegas, Brant Seneker, Eddie Pepperell. Uh, in twenty eighteen, each of the top seven drafting scores were seventy three hundred and below. So while we're going through this, remember that these guys are incredibly important to having the lineup that pops. And this is where you're probably going to find your tremendous value for for those, you know, key lineups. Yeah, and I could not emphasize that more and agree more because I think in these contests with these kind of major championship fields, these prices get so soft. And you're going to yeah. see with this next group of guys – that are this is going to be 6.6k to 67k 
these names are solid. These are mm-hmm. these are good names. And so you start to see like, wow, I can get some of these guys for nothing. So it, it does. It's a good point to make. Like you don't need to um, necessarily jump on, you know, guys that are 10 grand or whatever. Um, some of these guys can make your lineup and, and get you to the finish line in the cash. So uh, let's mention, I'm going to mention six guys now. This is 6,600 and 6,700. And I asked you to pick your favorite two. So one, Brendan Grace, kind of crazy seeing him in this price range. Dylan, yeah. Fert- Dylan Fertelli, um, the young upstart Max Homa, who's really come on um, since his win last season and his rookie year. Keith Mitchell also uh, won last year on, the se- on his, I think his second season on tour. Then Jazz, I, I can't, I'm not going to say the, next, the last name, but um Jazz, Jadawanand. Uh, that, yeah. That's why. Yeah, that. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Jazz, um, uh, the Thailand product, who's kind of overtaking uh, Abhivadra, yeah. is the best Thailand player. Um, and then Cameron Tringali is the sixth player in this range. Who are your favorite two? Max Homa jumps out immediately. Uh, a guy that, you know, it's. I'm really happy that I played so much swing season golf because I think that that, that knowledge and having a, a familiarity with a lot of these guys is going to be really important when I'm in bigger tournaments, when I, you know, when the players, when the Masters, when the U.S. Open comes around. Um, and, you know, I feel like I was spending 7600 8000 for some of these guys. And, and now to get them at, you know, sub $7,000, i am i am doing backflips. So Homa is definitely... Uh, the the one for sure. Um, the other guy, it, it's kind of interesting. So, and maybe you can you can give me your two cents. But Dylan Fratelli, Brendan Grace, Cameron Tringali all pop for a little, little bit different reasons. But is there someone other than Max Homa that you're really excited about? I think I've been excited about as as I think a lot of people in this community who play um, DFS and follow the game uh, is Jazz. Yeah, um, I wrote about him a few weeks ago in one of the contests. He did not do well, but um, he did really well in the PGA Championship last year. Um, I think he got a top ten, and you know, it's just he's one of those guys with that upward career trajectory that it's just a matter of time before he starts kind of having nice performances in these big events. He did have one of the PGA, like I mentioned, so um, he's one of those guys I could see having a a breakthrough performance. Um, he's Got all the talent in the world. So um, I like Jazz, but uh, like you talk about Max Homa, I agree. He's he's the big form guy, I would say, from <laughs> going back to last season. I think he won uh, – he won at uh, – oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. What's the course? Uh, Quail, Quail Hollow. Quail yes, Hollow. yes, yes, yeah, yes. And, and that, that's a big – tournament to win that's oh, yeah. no, that's no joke so i mean they're all big but that that's one where a lot of guys play and uh it's a pretty big field so that's a big win and he's um you can just, you can just tell there's guys who get that first win under their belts and they they have their confidence grows and they just get more comfortable and they they kind of believe more which we're going to talk about a couple of those guys coming up oh yeah we but, are but uh yeah uh you know homa i i like and like i said jazz would be probably my other pick in here i think from purely a statistical standpoint, um, I kind of like Tringali. Has, his numbers have been a little bit up from 
his previous years. He's 18th in the strokes gains approach. Um, and Brendan Grace, it just seems like it's it's crazy to see him at this price. He's just a yeah. a, a really um, you know top. I think he's a top 50, 40 player in the world, and uh, 46 in ball striking, 40 in strokes gains approach. Putting is not uh, good, but that's never been one of his things. So he's also six for six in cuts made here, but it's never really he's never had a top 25 finish. So um, what what are your thoughts on the rest of that group? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the guys we've hit on are are, are definitely um, guys that will will find a seat. And I think Matt, obviously, uh, a lot of my lineups will feature Homa, um, and, and I'll kind of mix in uh, some Fratelli, some Grace, just because of the price. And um, you know, when when I'm building my core with with more expensive guys, they're going to fit in nicely and have the upside or safety that I'm looking for. Okay, Let, let's move just. A couple grand up here. These names are yeah. going to start getting more and more uh, intriguing, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, sixty-eight to sixty-nine hundred here. I have five names, and I asked you to pick one. You can pick one. You can pick three if you want, Kyle. I, I, <laughs> it's okay. And also, before we get into those names, I understand you're conducting or participating in the fantasy baseball draft at this moment. That is correct. Yeah, I made my first pick. Would you like care to mention who the first pick was? Uh, I had the first overall, so I took Mike Trout, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, it I'm sure it's all downhill from here. And now, Mike Trout is he the consensus number one? I'm not. I'm not a big fantasy baseball person, so is he the consensus number one pick? Uh, it's really not. It's this year. It's 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 kind of a trio, and it really depends on who you ask. It's some form of Ronald Acuna, Mike Trout, and Christian Yelich. Um, and if you want to get real crazy. Uh, Jacob DeGrom or Garrett Cole, if you if you want to go pitching, because pitching dries up. Like, elite, elite uh, stud pitching dries up pretty quickly. Uh, but, yeah, it seems to be one of the three hitters, and it really depends on, on the league and, and who you talk to. Acuna has a little more upside. Uh, Trout has a little more safety and has, a, has some help in his lineup this year that uh, hopefully uh, keeps him um, el- among the elite, elite players. That's uh, very... Very good information. Is there any baseball content that you would like to plug? Uh, no, not yet. There, I'm sure there will be stuff. Just keep your eyes on FigPigSkin.com uh, as uh, all of the uh, quality content rolls out through there. All right. Well, that is fantastic. Let's mention these five golfers again. 68, 6,900. Here are the names. Taylor Gooch. Harold Varner, third, Emiliano Grillo, Jim Furyk, who I love, and yeah. Nick Taylor, the winner at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am earlier this season. All these guys are 201, just uh, FYI. Yeah, no, and 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 for the right reasons. Furyk obviously popped last year, so uh, definitely garners a lot of interest, but the Gooch, Taylor Gooch, is my guy. Uh, been in terms of form, looking really good. Was 13th at the Arnold Palmer. Uh, had a top 10 at Genesis. Had a T38 there in between at the Honda. Uh, a guy that through swing season was also finding a home in a lot of my lineups. Um, and I think I, I don't see any reason to jump off the train now. Yeah, he's a, one of those guys who's in his second full season, I believe. And I he's super talented. I think he's going to win. 
not if not this week, I think he's due to win at like one event coming up here uh, soon, sooner than later in his career. He's going to win on this tour. Yeah, so, yeah um, totally agree. Um, for me, if I had to pick one, it was uh, it's hard for me to quit Jim Furyk. I mm-hmm. really loved him last year. He had uh, kind of a, his own little renaissance season. All his numbers were up, and he still has good numbers right now for ball striking. He's ranked 35. Uh, strokes gained approach 12th. Um, his event history here, he certainly has that. He's played here 23 times, made 18 cuts, 10 top 25s, five top 10s. Um, best finish here, as you mentioned last year, he's finished tw- second here last year. Um, and in 2014, he also finished second. So, I mean, a very nice profile. Um, but my pick is Grillo. This yeah. is one of those guys um, I won't come off of. I don't know why, but his ball striking numbers and strokes gain are, are fantastic. So he's 13th in ball striking. Strokes gain approach 19th. He can't putt to save his life. But, you know, like that's one of those things where, you know, that comes and goes, I think, for a lot of these guys. And he's someone who is like one hot putter away from getting his first PGA Tour win. And uh, he is, he's just one of those guys, I, I like him every week where he's priced. And uh, he'd be my pick for this group. Yeah, I, lo- I love that call as well. Uh, Grillo is another guy. I, I don't know, like, is he a guy that if you, were tar- if you were just playing cash, you'd be targeting? Or is he more of a upside target for, like, the GPP contests? Uh, I, I think he can work in both. Um, yeah. He's 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 three for four in cuts made here. He does have a top twenty-five on his record. Uh, his best finish was two years or sorry, three years ago, twenty seventeen. He finished eleventh here. So, I mean, he I I like for here especially. I like the good ball strikers, the good tee to green guys who can work their way around the course. He's a guy who can do that anywhere. He just needs to roll in some putts. Once he gets that going, uh, I think you're going to see him start to have a lot of tournaments where he's in contention. So, um, yeah, no, I think he can work in both formats. Yeah, totally agree. With that, let's move up a little bit higher. See where I'm at here. All right. So this is the low seven K range. So this is like seven K to 7,200. And I listed, uh, let's see here. Seven or eight guys. Seven guys. And I asked mm. to pick two. And this is where, again, these names, you start to get in, in some of them. You're like, hey, some of these guys are top 25 players in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so Francesco Molinari is one of them. He's at 7,100. Abraham Answer, Daniel Berger, Ryan Moore, Lanto Griffin, Cameron Smith, and Adam Hadwin. Who are your favorite two? Lanto. Definitely. Um, and I making his first appearance. Yeah. I, and that, that does worry me a little bit, but has looked good, has been performing. Um, and, and do we just go back to Adam Hadwin? Like, is that, is that the smart play here? Cause like Daniel Berger, I feel like is going to be popular, but I don't feel like I can go there. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on Hadwin here. I actually, I, that was one of my guys like this season. I've been looking at him a lot. So if you want to just go by statistics, he's by far the best all around play, 
Ball striking, 26th ranked. Strokes gained approach, 32. Strokes gained putting, 27. Um, you don't really get that. You don't get that much better from an all-around standpoint in this range. So, yeah, I like Hadwin a lot. Even that. Um, so odds, straight odds to win, 150 to one. I mean, I, ten dollars is going on that for sure. Yeah, so, for um, sure. Um, also, Hadwin, three for five in his um, cuts made here. No top 25s. Um, his best finish was 2017. He finished in a tie for 30th. So, I mean, he has familiarity and he's had relative success. So, I, Hadwin is my my top play. Um, Griffin, I, I I would probably go elsewhere just because of the no starts here. I'm kind of a little bit concerned. But you're right. The form is definitely there with Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do with Francesco Molinari? Avoid him like the plague. I tried it. I, I went there. I, I I tried a couple of the tournaments that he was playing in, and I, I, I thought, okay, here's value. I, I had a couple outrights on him. I was using him in DK, and he's just like, it's. I don't know if it's just like gone, like he's going David Duvall, and he's just never going to be the same guy. Uh, it's like dunking it in the water. What was that? The the Masters, right? Where he, yeah. where he hit two straight in the water. It's like ever since then, his, ment- his, uh, his like mental whatever for the game is, is just shot. Yeah. Um, I wrote about this a few weeks ago. He talked about that. Um, and, and at the end of last season, how like what you mentioned that masters moment kind of rattled his confidence a little bit and he just hasn't gotten it back. Uh, and he, he was as he was at the top of his game as, as much as anyone, right. He was just locked in super sharp T to green. Um, there wasn't really a, a weakness in his game and you're right. It's just, it's kind of falling apart, and uh, I don't know. I, I was intrigued with him last week at the API before he um, he withdrew. He never ended up making the start, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, it's so tempting, though. I see him, I'm like, this guy was, like, one of the best players in the world, like, 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a lot can change in 18 months, Kyle. A lot can sure change. Sure can. Sure yep. can. So, um, all right, well, I, I guess I... I probably agree. I think he's intriguing. He's definitely good for um, he's probably good for low percentage own guys, right? To kind of uh, yeah. to kind of uh, be a little bit contrarian. So I think he can work there. Uh, but other than Hadwin, I guess uh, Ryan Moore seems like a safe choice for me here. So um, I probably my second pick. So yeah, are you ready for the next group? Let's do it. Four guys. Every single one, 7,300, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Matt Wallace, Kevin Kisner, and Ian Poulter. You need to pick one. Fitzpatrick for me. Uh, form is good. I, I keep watching this guy, and he keeps looking like a guy who can compete uh, with the best. And I know it may not always be there, but after watching him again last week, I'm, I'm, I'm in um, and at 7,300, uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be in. I could not agree more, Kyle. Um, you're a genius. And, uh, well, tell I mean, me something that I don't know, Bobby. I know I'm going to, I'm going to, well, I'm going to right now. <laughs> how, how about the Vegas odds for this group? And this kind of tells a story, I think too, because, um, all, all big names and all guys, if you follow this week to week, you know, these guys, um, sure. So Vegas odds for these guys: Matt Wallace, one fifty to one; Kevin Kisner, one twenty-five to one; Ian Poulter, hundred to one; 
Fitzpatrick, 60 to 1. So, I mean, look, Vegas, I think you may agree. They typically are, they, they know what they're doing for the most part. They, they yeah, have a, I feel like, I feel like pretty, the, the massive buildings in the middle of the desert uh, says like they, they make money pretty consistently. Sure. So that's a pretty drastic uh, adjustment from the other three guys, right? We're talking 40 to 75 uh, to one better odds than those three. So uh, I agree. It's it's Matthew Fitzpatrick, and um, again, you talk about that upward trajectory um, phase of his career, uh, as opposed to some of the other guys. Matt Walls, I guess you could make that argument as well. Um, but he's like you mentioned, he's a guy who's he's coming on, he's coming on. You know, he's going to break through with, you know, a top five or, you know, contend and be in the final group. It's in one of these tournaments. It's, it's going to happen. So, um, yeah, and. Uh, We'll talk just to, so I agree with you there on the one pick, and we'll, we'll just go over event history a little bit for these guys. Fitzpatrick is two of four in his starts made for cuts made. Matthew Wallace, one for one. Uh, Kevin Kisner is three for five. He has two top 25s and one top 10. And Ian Poulter, the uh, the gentleman of the, of the group, the distinguished gentleman, 13 for 16, five top 25s, two top 10s, that's pretty solid. That's very solid. Very, yeah. very solid. Yeah, if you're looking for a weekend made, um, yeah, you can't go wrong there. So um, we agree if it's Patrick. Let's get to this next group. It is um, kind of the mid-7K range, 7,400 to 7,600. I've picked four guys. They are mm-hmm. Mark Leishman, Scotty Scheffler, last week's winner of the API, Terrell Hatton, and I'm not even sure if this guy's playing right now. Actually, he he is not playing. He is going to be in Florida. He is supposed to supposedly going to be at like the horse racing tracks all weekend. But he he is going to be there. He's not playing. So let's not use him. So is he not? Is he just choosing not to play, or is he like yeah. injured? No, he's just like not playing. It's very very bizarre. Tiger's not playing because Tiger's hurt. He's not playing. I I, I don't know. He's. I think he's just decided. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm set this weekend. Uh, decided not to. Not to play. And he's played really well. Like yeah. He's. 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 He's been. His form has been great. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Well, that's really bizarre. So let's talk about the three. Um, yeah. So pick one. I think this is a. I think this is an amazing like. Uh, trio here of guys. Yeah. Uh, well, but, and this was this was really difficult for me. Uh, obviously having. Hatton last week, you know, it it's kind of interesting because the pricing came out basically what the Saturday before the final round of the Arnold Palmer. So the 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 success is baked in a little bit, but not a ton. Uh, no. Mark Leishman, I mean, I, I can't quit this guy right now. His form, like I was worried when we got skinny leash, and initially it, it didn't look great. <laughs> But he's kind of figured out his new body, and he's got a little more comfort and basically got it to a point where he is happy uh, with where he's at, and his golf game looks as good as it ever has. Yeah, no, I think Leishman is one of those guys who he's not thought of like a – he's not thought of like – I don't know. He's probably not even thought of like Tommy Fleetwood, right, or not thought of like – I'm starting to see other guys. He's probably not thought of like Patrick Cantlay, you know, but he's, he's as good as these guys. Um, he yeah. can, 
he can win and have that high upside on any given week like those guys. And to see him at 7,600 here, it's uh, it's pretty striking. So um, is he your pick? Yeah, he's he's absolutely my pick. But, you know, I, I wouldn't blame anybody who went Scheffler or Hatton. Um, Scotty Scheffler is a guy that, I you know, if you play the swing season, you find yourself rostering a lot. Uh, and I, I love his upside. I think, you know, his long irons are really strong and something that fits this course really well. But I, I can't quit Mark Leishman. I just can't. No, I, I hear you. Um, let's talk about statistically a little bit. Um, as you said, Scheffler, a really nice fit. 23rd in ball striking. Um, just he needs to he's, – he's like Grillo. He just needs mm-hmm. to sink, sink putts. Um, his strokes game putting is 129 on the season in the rankings. So um, it, it is his first start here. Um, my pick of this group, it, it, like you said, you look at these three names, it's like, man, I don't know. But that this is why we're doing this exercise because this is what happens. You get, <laughs> you get, you have like one slot or two slots left, and you're, we're all seeing the same names, right? You're seeing the same three or four guys, yep. and you got to pick one. So um, if it comes down to it. I think Terrell Hatton is a guy who sometimes Kyle for these guys that have won in Europe and they just haven't kind of gotten over the hump on the PGA tour. Once they do the floodgates kind of open a little bit and they get that confidence Mm -hmm. and and they know they can, you know, they know they can win. They finally come through, they get the success and, and, they just kind of go on tears. If you think about like Molinari when he won um, a couple of years ago on tour, this guy went on a tear like a Justin Thomas tear. You know, like they, they just they go off and they, they win. You know, they win all kinds of stuff. So I I think Terrell Haddon is in that mode. I uh, I don't think you're going to see this as his last win this year. I think he might get another one this season. So I'm going to ride him. I think it's 7400. Um, there's a ton of value there, and also. Um, statistically speaking, ranked second in ball striking, first in strokes gains approach, in 32 strokes gain putting. That combination, <laughs> that's as elite as you can get with this type of price range, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, that's incredible. So it speaks to how sharp his game is, and I really think um, it's not his last. He'll have another PGA Tour win this season. That's my prediction um and also for vegas odds standpoint um leishman leads the pack here at 40 to 1 for straight betting odds Tyrrell hatton's 50 to 1 scheffler is 100 to 1 and you can rest assured there's going to be a uh there's going to be some 10 15 bets on probably at least leishman and hatton i think so oh yeah uh, <laughs> yeah I, I can't wait to make some of these uh some of these like 10 10 15 bets are gonna be great okay so yep. that, I have coming up here this next group, the most difficult comparison choice that I've had to make this week. I haven't even made a choice. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, and I need to hear what you're going to do because my head has basically exploded trying to figure this out. So this is now the high 7K range. I took four guys out because I kept ending up in this range in some of my lineups, and I said i got to pick one. The names are Matt Kuchar. Ben on Colin Morikawa, the young upstart who just won't quit, and Henrik Stenson. Um, so 
I love this range. I agree. It's it's definitely a, a challenge. Um, after after last week with Stenson, I, I I just can't. Uh, Colin Morikawa is my guy, and and this kid is is so good, so poised. Uh, he had a ninth at the Arnold Palmer. He had a forty second uh, at WGC Mexico. Before that, he had four straight thirties, uh, top thirties. Um, this guy has gain strokes off the tee. And gain stroke, gain strokes on on approach in ten straight tournaments, Bobby. Ten. Yeah, he hasn't missed a cut. If I'm and if I'm correct, he has not missed a cut. So, all things we're looking for when we're building lineups and going into a big tournament and looking for value in kind of the middle of the field. I think this is I think this is where the alarm bells are going off because we just found value. Yeah, and it's I mean, unbelievable rookie season for this kid. I mean. And that's what you see, like, certain guys like Grillo are, like, you know, 6,800 or whatever. Like, the, the Vegas odds and DK, they're adjusting to this guy. I mean, he's 7,900. His Vegas odds, they're the best of these four guys, where he's tied with Matt Kuchar. They're both 50 to 1. Uh, Stenson is 80 to 1. Ben Ahn is 60 to 1. So um, no one's kind of sleeping on this guy. I think he's going to be super popular. That doesn't mean I would stay away from him at all. Like you said, statistically of this group, uh, 24th in ball striking and fourth ranked in strokes gains approach on the season. His putting is a little left to be desired, but still, you know, yeah, that's where he struggles. Those, but these first two stats, he's consistently just putting himself in position to have the opportunities to make the putts. So, yeah. And if that, and if his putting like one week isn't terrible, he's yeah. going to win the tournament. Cause last week he didn't putt great and he was still top 10. He's had top 30 consistently, not putting well. If he can putt well, he's top five. He's winning the tournament. Absolutely. There's nothing to, there's nothing negative to say about him. The only thing you could say is he hasn't played it before. But you could say that about pretty much anywhere he's played so far. So yep. uh, he's just, he's super hot right now. Um, the form is there, all the statistically, everything there to like him. And the price is great. Um, and this is where I, this is where my mind, I, I'm, I'm wrestling with my my heart in, in my mind. My heart lies with Henrik. It's it's lied with him for a long time. I, I don't know how to quit him. I know what happened last week, and uh, it blew up in my face as well. And here's what I want to say about last week for – let's talk about the last couple weeks. Here's what I want to say is just cross them off. Those mm-hmm. conditions in those two tournaments were uh, – when, when the wind is like that in those Florida courses – uh, they're unplayable, and the scores reflected it. I mean, I was there. I would say there may have been a number I could count on one hand of guys who were actually under par on the final round of the API last week. The, the whole field was over par. So, yeah. um, I I would just I kind of would wipe those results out. I don't. They don't really. I'm not really taking them into heavy consideration. Um, so I, I just want to say that as, as an apologist for Stenson last week. Um, so I, I would just kind of, and even the guys like, I think tons of guys missed the cut. Kapka, I think, I don't know if he missed the cut, but he was completely out of contention. I know Fleetwood missed the cut last week. So, um, it's just kind of, I would, I would pump the brakes. I don't know if you, if you caught that. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. And definitely, you know, you, you want to very much go into these tournaments with kind of a, a fresh view and, you know, obviously having good form is good and, and nice to have. 
but also doesn't mean you're you're incapable of winning or you're guaranteed to make a cut based upon how you've been played. So, um, you know, don't don't go too crazy in one direction or another because of uh, recent form. Yes, and yeah, I would I would definitely agree there. And let's let's head to the next group. So you're just to clarify, you're you're Morikawa, and I'm probably going to be on the wrong side of this, but I'm Stenson. So that was. That was the one matchup, though. They're both 7,900, and I was like, oh, my God. I, I, this, is the, this is the toughest decision I've had to make maybe in my life. So mm-hmm. um, let's head to the low, eight, low to mid 8K range. Um, and the names are going to start getting bigger. And I think it's where kind of the biggest debates begin, too, because uh, these are all really good players yeah. who, are, who are, you know, for one reason or another, they're – uh, very, very intriguing. So, Gary Woodland, Paul Casey, Tony Finau, Louis Oosthuizen, all 8,000 to 8,300. Pick one. Tony Finau. Um, second at Waste Management, six at Farmers. He did miss the cut at uh, Arnold Palmer, and, and it was a T51 at Genesis, so I don't love that. Uh, but... This this feels like a course that suits him well, and, and and maybe his you know he hasn't he he's been improving every time he's played it. He was cut 2017. He was 57th in 2018. It was 22nd in 2019. So he's ready for a top 10, and I'm going to be on board with Tony Finau. Do you recall last season when you went on like a Tony Finau rant on one of our pods? Uh, no, but it, it sounds very on brand for me. Yeah, <laughs> I think you were. I think you were very uh, unsatisfied with maybe some of his results for you. I don't know. Yes. But. Well, I because I consistently would back him at big tournaments at numbers I felt were really nice, uh, and he just didn't quite have the juice to get over the top. This is a guy who still hasn't won on tour. Like, what? What are we right. doing? Yeah, he he won in Puerto Rico, but I don't count that. So so um, that so that's. That is the concern, Bobby, and I have worries about Victor Hovland for the same thing because guys that win in Puerto Rico have don't win anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Finau, I think the moral of the story is I think everyone has if you play these tournaments week to week and you're just following this, we all have one golfer that we always feel like we should play and maybe we don't, but no matter what. If we play him, he flames out. And if we don't play him, it's a top 10 every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Finau might be one of those guys for you. I think for me, it might be um, – who's who was this? It might be like a, a Grillo or a Hadwin. Like I'm always like, oh, yeah, I got him. Their stats are great. I'm, I'm always on him. And then I play him and it's just, yeah, no, it's a miscut. Or I think Hazen is that guy for me. He yeah. He's like he's like 10 – He'll, he'll be like 15 of 16 in cuts made. And I'm like, all right, I got to get out of this party. What, what am I doing? And then, um, yeah, and then it becomes, it becomes 15 of 17 very quickly. So, <laughs> um, all right, so you're, you're feet out here. Um, again, uh, let's just talk Vegas odds in this group. Everyone is 60 to 1, except for uh, Gary Woodland is a 50 to 1 play. And um, event history, Paul Casey has the most experience. He's played here 12 times. This is kind of odd. Um, he's played here 12 times. He's made four cuts. Not good. But all four have been top 25. So, 
So if you play him and he makes the weekend, you're you're set you're set up. But if either he's going to be awesome and help carry you for a week, or he's going to completely flame out, there's no in between. They don't call him Mister Thursday for nothing. So, <laughs> um, so my pick here. Um, I've been a big proponent going back to last season of Gary Woodland. Yep. And one of the reasons is he still continues to be the number one ranked ball striker in the field uh, on the PGA Tour this season. Also, strokes gain approach ranked 16th. Um, he's just has a very sharp tee to, tee to green game, and I like to focus on those players. I think, again, similar to like how we talked about Leishman not really getting the credit and being recognized as one of those upper echelon, like top 20 or 10 players. I think Woodland is in that range. He has that upside that these same guys do week to week. Um, so I love him at this price, the 8,300. He was in my core plays on uh, the preview write-up on fakepigskin.com. So I'm all in on Gary Woodland, and uh, 50 to 1 will get some shekels thrown towards it. Completely co-sign on both of those uh, sentiments, for sure. Let's then move on, because this is just such great agreement here. Let's move on to... We're getting in the upper echelon now, and the, there's not as many names, but the names are all huge, and it's hard to sift through it and make a decision. But this is the range where we're all going to have to really make the biggest decisions. So the next one is the 8K. It's the mid to high range, anywhere from 8,500 to 8,900. I said I picked two players. Now it is mm-hmm. Ricky Fowler, Hideki Matsuyama, Justin Rose, Sunjay M, the just on fire at Sunjay M, and Patrick Reed, America's golf villain. Uh, well, uh, Sunjay is a no brainer. He is playing some of the best golf on tour right now, uh, absolutely destroying the Florida courses, and is a guy that will be featured heavily in my core. Uh, and we'll probably see a few shekels because, as you mentioned, uh, when we were talking Tyrrell Hatton is, you know, some of these yep. guys, they win and then they win again and then they win again. And I would not be shocked one bit if, if Sung Jay puts another feather in the cap and, and wins the players. No, I, 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 I don't disagree. And I, I exactly, uh, kind of read my mind going back to the Hatton discussion. This is one of those guys, right? He, he kind of, he was a rookie of the year last year on the PGA mm-hmm. tour. And he just kind of needed that one breakthrough performance. He got the win at the Honda. And I think he'll be super popular because his, I don't think his price is, has adjusted really on DK. I mean, no. he's, he's a 30 to 1 Vegas odds play. That's, uh, that's up there in the top probably uh, 10 to 20 guys. So, um, no, I, I, I agree. I, from a statistical standpoint, ball striking, ranked 29th. Strokes gains approach, 28th. Strokes game putting 36. He's just one of those guys right now. There's just not a big weakness in his game. He's just rock solid all the way around. So um, I, I agree. I I don't think um, I don't I don't see him as a guy who's just going to kind of fall off. Um, he's he has the form and I think um, has the confidence. And it, it continued last week. Uh, he was in contention and almost pulled it off again at the API. So. No, I, I love him in this in the play. Do you have a, a second guy that you would uh, lean on 
Uh, I'm going to go with the villain. I'm going to go with Patrick Reed. <laughs> his, his game in Florida is money. Uh, won the WGC. Top 15 Arnold Palmer. Top 50 last two years. Had a 22nd in 2017. Uh, everybody hates him. Everyone will fade him. And I will be all aboard the Patrick Reed hype train uh, and, and sit, soaking up all those shares and winning all the money. Yeah, it's him, the Houston Astros, and the coronavirus. That, I think, is the... <laughs> and uh, I think Amer- it's in that order, too. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> the, the biggest threats to American democracy. Um, okay, so I think the, the second guy I would lean on is... Um, and he's in my core, so I, I have to say this. Uh, is Matsuyama. Um, statistically, I love... He's always great in ball striking. He's ranked 17th, um, 11th in strokes gain approach. He's one of those guys who just... He he's can't putt. He's tied for 198th in strokes game putting. But when he gets it going, um, and he gets that hot wand, he's gonna contend or win almost like every time. So, uh, and as far as event history goes, he's rock solid here. Um, he's five of six in cuts made. All five of the cuts have been top 25 finishes. Two have been top tens. His best finish was 2016, a T7. So, um, yeah. I Matsuyama is my second play in this group. And let's move on to the next group. This is, I don't know if this is everyone from the 9K range. It might be. Um, it's pretty close if it's not. Yeah, because there's not many guys left. There just, there, there really isn't the way they no. um, price out these fields. But it is uh, six guys, six guys in the 9K range. And uh, instead of pick two, the names are Patrick Cantlay. Adam Scott, Xander Schauffele, Webb Simpson, Bryson DeChambeau, and uh, my boyfriend, Tommy Fleetwood. Well, you can call me Chalky McChalkerson because Bryson DeChambeau and Webb Simpson are my picks. Uh, Bryson is literally, I think, walking around on fire. Um, This guy has the fourth best betting odds, Bobby. Fourth best. And we're talking about him, what? top 10-ish player on DraftKings. Yeah. He's been, like, the the muscle and the, the the power is clearly helping and clearly something that's stabilized kind of his kind of up-and-down game. Um, you know, even last week when he wasn't playing amazing, still found a way to, to get a birdie on the last hole, finish under par on the tournament, and what I think is top, uh, top five-ish. Yeah, he's right there. Uh, so yeah, so uh, I I love him this week, and honestly, I think I think of the guys that have yet to win a major, I think Bryson is is the one that that gets that done this year. And I I don't know if we want to call the the players a, a quote unquote major. I know the PGA is trying to push that down our throats, but uh, I think he I think Bryson wins a big tournament, potentially two big tournaments this year, um, with the way his game's going. Yeah, yeah, he's come on really strong um, the last year or so. Um, he, he's got a handful of wins, which is really difficult to do. I mean, he has multiple, you know, he probably has five or six wins. That's a lot on the PGA Tour. So mm-hmm. um, definitely has that upward career trajectory. Um, definitely a head case. So he's someone, if um, if he's doing well, if, he's, if he has a good history at some places, you know that he kind of, is into that track and he's like, Oh yeah, I, I like it here. Cause he, if he doesn't like it, 
then he just he falls apart. He is two for two here. Uh, one of them is a top 25, and it was last year. It was his best finish. It was a tie for 20th. Ball striking stats, ranked 21st, um, 66 in strokes against approach. And uh, also, one of the more underrated putters. He is uh, tied 22 in the strokes game putting. So very good all-around numbers. And then if you want to talk about a guy who's kind of – I don't know if he is. You said you said chalky, and I think probably not fine under the radar. But no. Webb Web Simpson, also in my core, um, you know, he, he won here a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Statistically, ball striking, ranked third. Strokes in approach, seventh. Strokes in putting, 13th. Um, that's about as elite as you can get without being named like Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson. So, mm-hmm. again, doesn't get mentioned like those guys. But, man, one of the la- last couple of years, he's been one of the best on tour. Uh, and, and for him to be at 9,200 and, you know, be 30 to 1 um, odds, yeah, I, I, I agree. Webb, he is, uh, he's in my core. Yeah. For uh, lineups and the, I, I, not not a bad thing to say about the guy at this point. He's he's uh, totally resurrected his career. So yep. I think, I think, he I, go ahead. He he was kind of a mess at the WGC um, and obviously didn't play last week. So I think I'm hoping that, that leaves kind of a bad taste in people's mouths and and kind of leads to them not rostering him. But I have a feeling based upon price, based upon his track record, and you know success at this course. He's going to be a guy that that finds a lot of ownership this week. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's it's for good reason, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't. I'm definitely not one person to say, "Oh, if everyone's on him, you can't do it." Look, if he all he needs to do is play well, and it still works out. So, yep. So yep. It doesn't you just matter. have to you just have to be a little different somewhere. And even if you start your lineup with Bryson and with uh, with Webb Simpson, you know. Find your difference maker in the 8K range. Find your difference maker in your 7K range. And that's how you be different enough to take down the big tournaments. And if you're playing cash, you're just trying to build your bankroll, then don't even worry about it. Just play the best players and, 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 and you know, roll, roll, in that, roll in that cheddar. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't be scared about high ownership percentages at all. Um, so... A couple other notes here in this range. Um, so my my second guy is Tommy Fleetwood, just because it always is. It's my weekly, uh, you know, public service announcement that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, t- Tommy Fleetwood. I'm I'm betting him straight up at 25 to one. Uh, I'm doing it until he wins. He's going to win. So, um, and I think 9K is a ridiculous price for him in this uh, in in this tournament. So a couple other notes here too. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, he is coming off a uh, procedure on his back, and I think if you're just looking for reasons, I'm not saying you know fade him at all. I wouldn't be shocked at all if he was contending or in the top ten. Um, but having not played competitive golf for a while, I do get a little concerned that you just kind of might take a tournament or two to get back in the swing of things. So that yeah. might be one one thing to consider. And I wanted to make note of Adam Scott's. Mm-hmm. event history so if, if you're a big event history and i think this is a week where it's a strong consideration 15 of 18 in cuts made in his career here 10 of those 15 cuts made top 25s four have been top 10s 
and he is also uh, one here as as Webb Simpson. So, um, and he again, he's he's still playing some of the best golf. He's kind of, uh, you know, he's gotten back into his form lately uh, this season. He, he won um, yeah. a, few, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, definitely got to keep an eye on. Um, he, he is a really nice value, I think. And that yeah. is. Uh, I love the Scott call. Um, definitely a good pivot if you want to find a little bit of difference in this range. And if you want to go like something like Patrick Reed and Adam Scott to start your lineups, I think you'll, you'll be getting a little bit difference there with uh, tons of upside. Agree. And, um, and then that's, this is all we have left now, Kyle. All we have left is the five figure guys. Um, you know, my rule typically for DFS purposes, I kind of, I lay off this. I don't think it's worth it. Uh, tournament to tournament. But if we are going to, pick a couple there is five total it is rory mcelroy john rom justin thomas brooks kepka and dustin johnson who are you picking if you pick one or two of these guys so this is a really tough range and as you mentioned it's it's traditionally not a great place to start had that said um i think with the soft pricing with the guys that we were so comfortable and so you know happy to use down low uh i it's it's definitely a lot easier to to dive into this range and potentially even use two of them and still make your lineups kind of come to life like you want um rory i think is awesome and if you can make, find a way to make a lineup you're happy with six guys uh, absolutely going to use them um I'll preface this by saying I won't I, I already bet Brooks kept got 40 to one to win this tournament. I, I don't that. I don't know if he's a guy at, at for DK purposes based upon all the names we've talked about based upon the guys that are below him that I will be using much if at all. Uh, I might build a GPP lineup and throw him in there and see what happens. Um, but at this point, um, and what it's going to cost me, I'm I'm just going to pivot and go with Dustin Johnson, save the two hundred dollars to use somewhere else, and and still feel like I'm getting a guy that isn't getting a ton of buzz, isn't getting a ton of you know excitement going into this, and honestly, probably should have had at least a one or two tournament wins under their under his belt this season, uh, but because of one thing or another, didn't end up winning any. Um, I feel like he, I mean, 10,000, he's just barely, he's 200 more than Cantley, 400 more than Adam Scott. I will be happy to spend that little extra, um, and, and get up there. Yeah, I, I like that. And I kind of going back to Kepka. um, I think this is officially the week where you can go, all right, is this just, is this guy just kind of a, a big game hunter? Mm-hmm. He's just not super interested in some of these other tournaments. Or is there a real health concern with the knee? Um, is this something where he's just not the same, yeah. not, not at the same level he was the last 18 months. Um, so I think this is the weekend where you can kind of start to look, cause this is a, this is a big event. I mean, they, these guys, they want to win this. So, um, and I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm just saying, I this is where I'm looking a little bit closer at him, as opposed to last week where I'm just kind of like, all right, the conditions are terrible, and yeah, okay, so he's like eight over par. Like I, I don't, a lot of guys are eight over par. I don't know. So, um, 
yeah, I think this is the week to kind of uh, get some answers on him, maybe. And uh, yeah, I think for me, it, I, if if I have to start a lineup here, it's Rory and probably and or Rom for me. Uh, they just they have the stats. Rory, if Rory putts in any tournament, he's one of those guys. Mm-hmm. If, if his putter is going, he's probably going to win. Um, yeah. So, so I, you know, and he's uh, he won here last year. Obviously, um, he's six for ten in his career here. Five top twenty fives. All five of those six weekends made are all top tens. So you know, if he has it going and he gets there, it's probably going to be a high finish. And um, Rom is three for three here. Justin Thomas five for five in cuts made. Kepka's four for five. Uh, Dustin Johnson nine for eleven. He has uh, three top twenty fives. His best finish was last year at a T5. So, and Johnson, um, another guy, maybe, I don't know, you tell me, hasn't been playing um, a ton. And so yeah. I, 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 I kind of, I don't know if that means anything for some of these guys. I think obviously they're, they're practicing. I'm just talking about playing competitive golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, something, something you may want to consider, but uh, it's just, just a nugget. I, I don't think it means a ton. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it uh, as some big thing where he can't play him. Kind of like Cantley, you know. I'm not saying it's don't play him. It's just something to consider. Yeah, and I think for me that, that really plays into when you're looking at um, guys that are kind of in the middle range or the high, the lower range as guys. I need them plenty of them playing before I can dive in. Um, but when I'm talking about elite guys like Dustin Johnson, that it doesn't concern me quite as much. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. Well, that is, uh, that's, that's the grouping, Scott. You did it. I did it. We, we got there. I, I wasn't sure if we would, uh, but, you know, we, we worked our way through it, and here we are. Is there a current lineup you have set that you would like to um, predict that you're going to be a millionaire by the end of something? No, as of now, no. But if you uh, throw me a follow at NotoriousKRO, uh, I will post uh, some lineups and I will tag the podcast so you can uh, share it with all of your listeners. But uh, I will I will share some nuggets um, in in the coming days for sure. Okay. Do you want to hear this lineup that I have set that I'm guaranteeing is um, you know Lay it on me. Lay it on uh, me. I'm so ready. Are you? I mean, it's, it's impossible for it's not to work. Okay. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Perfect. Tom, Tommy Fleetwood. Okay. Terrell Hatton. Okay. Hideki Matsuyama. Okay. Webb Simpson. Okay. Gary Woodland. Uh, how does that lose? It can, it's not. It can't. It, 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 it's impossible. Physically impossible for that to lose. I'm already making financial arrangements based on how much money I'm going to win for this. Yeah, I think you need to find an offshore bank in the Cayman Islands uh, to store some money. Um, but yeah, I don't see how you're not, you know, we're not, you're not talking to me next week saying, Hey Kyle, guess who's a millionaire. I'm going to be like you obviously, because the, that lineup is, is, is hot fire. Yeah. I'm already looking at, you know, real estate in certain mm-hmm. areas. So it's, it's, it's going to be a great week. I'm due. Um, is there anything, uh, you would like to plug? Uh, sure. So if you would like to check out the angle of pursuit podcast, we, uh, are a fantasy football heavy podcast, uh, but we also dive deep into sports betting. 
So if you like the golf outright talk, if you like March Madness talk, if you like college football, if you like any of that stuff, come check us out. Give us a listen. Uh, give us a chance to earn your business. Uh, you might hear a familiar voice uh, in the coming weeks uh, on that podcast. Uh, so come check us out. And we will be hitting you with uh, all the March Madness coverage you need for your brackets, for your tournament bets, for your conference tournament bets, uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, I saw the latest tweet. We had a um, conference tourney betting preview. Yes, Pac-10, Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC, uh, ACC. Uh, some big winners, some longer shots to win the tournament that we actually think uh, can get it done. Uh, so if you are looking for a little bit of a, a swing for the fences, uh, aim for the moon and actually have a chance at uh, taking home. And I'll give your listeners one uh, pick just to come still nugget. Uh, the University of Washington in the Pac-12 tournament, um, the lines have come down a lot because I think there's some hype and some buzz going around there. Uh, but they were 30 to 1, 40 to 1, 50 to 1, depending on where you look. Uh, this is a team with a ton of NBA talent, team that is coming together. Uh, Mike Hopkins knows what he's doing, has him ready to play. Um, and the Pac 12 is wide open. Oregon's probably the best team. Um, but, you know, it, Washington went in and beat both the Arizona schools. Uh, this is a team that's playing its best basketball right now and at, you know, 30 to 50 to 1, depending on where you look. Um, it promotes a, a tremendous value. Well, I'm sold. Um, I'll probably be putting that in here uh, after we hang out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great to me. Um, just something else to bet on. So, uh, well, hey, uh, this was a lot of fun. I want to thank you for uh, coming on here and sharing your thoughts. And I look forward to uh, we'll, we'll do this again. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Bobby. Thank you so much. Players Championship joint. They updated their theme song for this season. I know it makes me want to go out and three pup from 20 feet right now. You're going to be loving that on the broadcast. Uh, and yeah, that's the kind of, you know, what other podcast do you go to that offers that kind of content? The new version of the theme song underneath all that delicious conversation and nuggets and gambling angles that's gonna you know it's gonna be successful there's, there's that lineup i just talked about it can't lose not possible uh and i can't wait to find out how it goes wrong but um that's it that is episode 25 in the books uh it's very good time i think we're definitely going to come back for every golf major. And we'll see if uh, we'll add on to that. I think we need to get another net worth game in. Have to wrangle in my brother for that one. And maybe even finally do the Gene Hackman top five. It's in high demand. Everyone wants to know about it and hear it. 
they need to know if Mississippi burning is is it number one for me? I, I don't know. I, it's it's going to be hard to push it out of the top three. I know that. So, um, you know, stay with us. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Pod Hookup. Download, subscribe, rate, review DSRR. Uh, we are on all the major pod platforms. And uh, thank you for listening. Enjoy the Players' Championship. Oh, and if the uh, coronavirus spoils my trip to Vegas for the first week of March Madness next week, if for some reason, if that impacts it or we can't go or I get quarantined out there, um, I, I was going to say, like, I'm going to do something really crazy. I'm not really going to do anything except be upset, but um, I'm, so forward, I'm so looking forward to this trip. And I will be sure to um, send some things out on Twitter and Instagram on that for sure. So um, look for that as well. Um, go to hell, coronavirus.